Hey everybody, welcome back to Roosters on Olentangy River Road in beautiful Columbus, Ohio. This is Letterman Live. I am Austin Ward, joined again by a crew that looks familiar. Michael Bennett, back with us. Anthony Schlegel, the new host of Morning Juice on 97.1 The Fan. He's the difference for Letterman Row. And down there, Doug Worthington. Uh, bringing, he's, he's all dressed up. He's all business oh, yeah. this he week. He looks amazing. He's going to oh, dive into incredible. the legal contracts and implications for us today. Looking like he's ready to go. Uh, represent, be the defendant for Ohio State and Justin Fields with this appeal. I'm with them. Hey, this isn't a surprise. We talked about it last week that the presidents and Commissioner Kevin Warren had already decided last Sunday there was going to be cancellation, but there's still a real difference between expecting that cancellation is going to happen and then the sobering reality of what happened on Tuesday when the Big Ten actually went ahead and pulled the trigger. Guys, Mike, when the news came down that it was official and what we had speculated on the day before was had happened, what was it like for you to, to just to hear that news? I mean, well, we've been sitting with it for a week. I'm still in denial. Right. Uh, it's it, I have I've never seen it. I've never heard of it. It's really hard to picture. I felt like uh, a lot of programs were starting to try to figure out different ways to make this work. We've had four or five months to put together some kind of plan. So when they finally said we're not going to do it, <laughs> to me in my head it was just like, oh, okay, they're just kind of covering their tracks so that they can surprise people. <laughs> and I, you know that's probably just not looking what's for something. Happen. Yeah. Yeah, but. So I'm still trying to, to fathom what this means for the players, what this means for the coaches, for the programs and the institutions, what it means for the cities that these colleges are in. Uh, it just, I mean, for the, did I say for the fans, yeah, what yeah. it means? Because that's going to be huge. Like, all of a sudden, you've got Saturdays where it's been just a ritual for generations now throughout your family to watch Ohio State football, and you don't have it. Um, it's So for me, I mean, I, I didn't even really know how to, how to process it, to be honest with you. Yeah, you guys come at it from that player perspective. Obviously, Schlegs has done a little bit of that coaching, too. You know how impactful that'll be. For me, on the media uh, slash fan side, like I get everybody is asking all weekend. People are making up stuff that there's going to be a new meeting. They're going to reconsider. They're going to do this and that. I, I, I get grasping for hope, and I hate, hate, hate being this Debbie Downer reporter about mm-hmm. it. The presidents aren't changing their mind here. There's not going to be a reconsideration. It's great that the families are putting out the letters to Kevin Warren and wanting an explanation. It is awesome that Justin Fields is using his voice again and creating that petition. It's probably, who knows what it is right now, it's a quarter of a million people that had signed it uh, by the time we were in here for lunch. That's that's all awesome. And the players and, and the fight and Ryan Day and, and the coaching staff and everybody, it's awesome. The presidents are the ones that have the voice here, and I just don't see any way that they're changing their mind here. I, I agree. Schlegs. Soft. So here's the deal. Like looking at this, and this this is real. This is real deal, right? You look at the Pac-12. Four of the uh, Pac-12 states. Um, again, I go by governor affiliation, Democrat, and no football, right? The other two, Arizona, Colorado, they are having football. But again, all the schools were made up. I guess there's two and one, so three of the twelve, right? They can play. The other ones can't. So again, to protect them, we're not playing. You go look at the Big Ten. Eight of the schools that voted no are in states in which they're not playing football. But somehow, in that, and again, I'm gonna say again, it's not political in like what I care about. But Republican Maryland, they're not playing football, right? But the other ones, and then you have a Democrat in in Wisconsin, they are playing. But the majority of those states, Democrat and not playing football. That's where the eight to six come from. Honestly, if you go look at the sheet, the eight that voted no from a president standpoint is backing the play of the governor. The other ones that say we can play are backing the vote, the voice of their governor. So it's not a Democrat or Republican thing. It's they're backing the government or the governor of their state in the regulation of playing football. That's what it looks like to me. So then this goes into this notion of college football. 
If your state is allowed to play football, then you should be able to go play football. The state of Ohio, they're playing high school football. Guess right. what? Our state should – I mean, you got Tony Alford going over and watching his kid play at Dublin uh, Sciota, I believe, right, or Kaufman, and he's not even coaching his dudes. Right, you got that was Penn. like thirty minutes after they pulled the plug here. I mean, how I mean, how ridiculous is that? So that's just one thing. But again, is COVID somehow miraculously go uh, miraculously go away once January one hits and we have a winter or a spring? Absolutely not. So you got to continue to work through it because now that being the case, this entire season will be lost. Then if you're there, what are you playing for? And second. Like, where is the plan? To me, this all looks at they've been wishing in one hand and crap in the other. Well, guess what? The crap fills up a lot faster than wishing. It ain't going away, but you got to have a plan. And they haven't laid out anything else regards to recruiting, regards to scholarship, regards to a plan for a spring or a winter. They have done nothing. They have been silent. And that is the problem. And that's why Mm -hmm. the parents, the players, the coaches are voicing their opinion. They want to know the why. Hit it, Doug. Uh, hey, Mike, let's go first one. Mike, Mike hit it on the head when it comes down to these players um, and the families. Um, when we come to a university like The Ohio State University, um, it's a village that gets us here. Um, and when it comes down to the people and the fans that are just right in front of us here at Roosters, uh, they expect to have on Saturdays something that just relieve them and give them a, a bunch of energy to kind of get this fall and that cold right. winter going. So I'm feeling for those guys. Uh, Slag said a lot of great things right there, man. He's so informational when it comes down to the whole, you know, Democrat and Republican. My whole side of the things is we got high school guys playing right up the road. You know, we got my upper upper Arlington Golden Bears. They're doing really, really well. Coaching, my guy. when When it comes down to the whole grand scheme of things, it's like, you know, you got amateur athletes who are trying to showcase their talents for the NFL, um, what are you going to do? How are you going to shut down the Ohio State without any type of voice? The, the petition, I'm hoping, it just raises you know the bar of the standards of keeping those guys that's in the hierarchy accountable. Like, yeah. what is your choices? You know, why did you make the decision? Can you tell us what is going on rather than just kind of hide it and just, you know, hide behind you? Come out, <laughs> let us know. You know, you, you got us committed to these universities and these schools. Let us know what's going on because this is our future and what COVID not not going away anytime soon right if it gets worse in the winter in January 1 and numbers look I mean what do we snowball to a few years and not having football like we got to realize that right now is an opportunity to come together to, to wear masks to figure it out to have contingency plans and, 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 and go forth with the season and try to see what happens and if something happens you got to pull back well at least you try at least right. we try to go out there at least we try to get some help and, and some hope and here's the other thing too you had time mm-hmm Right, so you came out with a schedule August fifth, and then you shut it down August eleventh, the day the the day the music died here in Columbus, Ohio. Right, <laughs> you had time. Yep. So what changed over that six day period to change your mind? The first game wasn't until September third, Ohio State out in Illinois. You had plenty of time to move it back. You had dates built in. Well, it didn't even need to be September third. Yeah, exactly. Like you had dates built in as to get more time. And again, what did they just come out with? They just got FDA approved saliva testing. So now the the cost of testing goes down. So all these things, as we move forward in this progress of understanding the virus better, getting better data points, because, I mean, again, if we really want to leave no stone unturned, just go look at the landscape of the world of elite athletics in general. Mm -hmm. They're playing rugby in Australia's rules rugby or football, and they're playing soccer, but especially the rugby where it's straight up contact, no pads, spitting and sweat all over everybody. Where are the data points from that? Has anybody had myocarditis in that environment that would be the same type of peak conditioning as I would say our DBs and wide receivers? Mm -hmm. So let's take those data points because again, we're all tracking on the same stuff. Let's take those data points. What does that look like from from our student athletes 
And is it viable? So you had time built in. You didn't need to rush to this. And I'll say this. If you have a leader and a pair, guess what? It's okay to say, we jumped the gun. Let's go back and evaluate it. And here's the plan moving forward. You can do that. It's okay to be wrong. It's okay to be wrong. Contingency plan. But let's let's make it right. And that's what I think our kids deserve the why. And our parents deserve the why. And our coaches deserve the why. Because they were doing everything that was asked upon them to have a season. And they took it away in six days. That's crap on a stick. Well, I added that. You hit it. You're talk, you just explained how they had the time. They also had low expectations. You look at every single, uh, every single sports, every single sport across the world right now. None of it looks exactly how it did last year. Yeah. Everybody gets that. Everybody understands we are in the middle of a pandemic. Nobody's asking for okay. We need 12 games against the exact same schedule and then go to a playoff system. <laughs> we get that this is going to be different. Every just everybody wanted to see effort and wanted to see these presidents of these universities value football even half as much as the fans, players, families, coaches, and everybody else who seems to, you know, hold football in some kind of regard other than just, boom, it's gone. And that's (laughs) the crazy part is Ohio State really, all they wanted in this, you talked about the vote, Schlegs, all they really wanted at that point was delay. It wasn't necessarily that Gene Smith advised Christina Johnson or the doctors advised and say, you know, we have to play this year. We believe 100% that we can play. Ryan Day said that over and over. They wanted delay. Get as much information as possible. And that's what I felt, whether it was Friday or Saturday, I don't remember which it was, when the NBA put out the release about you know, the saliva test. I post, It was Saturday, and I asked somebody who would know about the decision-making process, would the availability of this on Sunday, Monday, or Tuesday have changed the vote? And they said, man... I don't know if it would have. Maybe we got to the same eventual outcome with the president still not wanting to take that step because of those risks that uh, you laid out, Schlegs. But, but that changed in five days. All right, we don't know what's going to happen on September third. That's why you also made the schedule where you weren't going to play. You know, the SEC wasn't going to play till September twenty sixth. The problem now with admitting for them if they're wrong is that Ohio State doesn't have. Did, you know, they basically released the bubble. The Big Ten teams released the bubble, let them go could come back and have some positive tests and you're set, shut down for two more weeks. All that flexibility that you built in is now gone. That was wrong, and they might not be able to rectify that to have a fall season. But again, that's why we look back and say, well, why the you know the players and coaches and families are saying, why did we do this? Tell us what's so, what's so bad. The Pac-12 puts out 12-page medical document. Well, that's different than what Kevin Warren has done. People are very frustrated with Kevin Warren. I get it. His son started at SEC training camp today. Yeah. 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 Go Bucks for that guy. (laughs) This whole, I think this whole conversation is only happening. It's not even happening because they canceled football. It's because they canceled football and didn't tell anybody why. And their biggest, their biggest argument was that they don't feel like they could ensure the safety of the players. But, you know, like you said, we have two or three other conferences that feel like they can yeah. ensure the safety of the players. And then we have new things that come out every week. There are new developments with COVID. So they had originally pushed it back. They canceled those first non-conference games. That seemed acceptable. Why right. not let it come down to the wire? Come down to that first week in October, whenever that first week of play was going to be, and evaluate, okay, what new developments developments have we came up with with COVID? Are we able to track it better? Are we able to trace it better? Are we able to treat it better? And if the, all of those answers are no... I'm going to go ahead and say fans would say, all right, yeah. I get it. This, you know, this is tough. But to just cancel it a month before the season with no explanation of, other than, oh, well, we don't think the players can be safe. Well, why? How? And if th- is that the only issue? Because if that's not the only issue, then because once that gets solved, then what are you going to do? It gets solved mid-September. 
you're standing there, you know. And that, that, that's why, that, to your point, why the rush in six days? What came out new? Put that in the document, mm-hmm. right? My, my fear is that they're trying to write some crap up to CYA. That's what they're trying to do right now. Because, again, all I know is Brian Hartline had a, a self-imposed uh, 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 reaction to where somebody called, uh, somebody texted his wife, and she answered back in a recruiting violation and said, hey, man, I turned myself in and do that. Guess what? NCAA, Johnny on the spot, six-week probation for talking to that cat. Hey, we're going to cancel the entire season for all these student-athletes. Here's our plan. Crickets, yep. right? Hey, NCAA. Hey, guys, here's the best practices. I mean, again, it should have been in May, right? Here's the best practices for how you should return to play, how you should have practices, X, Y, and Z. Here's all the information that we know. Everybody's on the same page. All the conferences are talking. Guess what? Crickets. Crickets. Because nobody wants to lead, right? Then I got a cat like Jeff Brom because our gum commissioner doesn't want to do nothing. He's like, hey, man, I got on a whiteboard with my coaching staff, and we put a schedule together. Yep. Like, that's a high GSF. But our commissioner, low GSF, right? GTFO, more like it. You know what I'm saying? And so, again, again, let's go back to this voting deal. Christina Johnson, should, in my opinion, shouldn't even have had a vote. Should have been Gene Smith, the chief operating officer of Ohio State, and the chairman of the board. She's not qualified to come in here and understand the ramifications or the things that we're doing at Ohio State when you were on vacation. And I get it that you come into the office September 1 or August 24th and you don't know the entire thing or have talked to our coaches or our players and understand what they want to do so it shouldn't have been up to her should have been a gene the chief operating officer and the chairman of the board but all these coaches all this time should have been, all the ad should have been talking to their people too their presidents informing them because if they don't want to do it, that's what everybody does right we just sit back and expect everybody to be on our same level same gsf same elite mindset and they're not because they're academics yeah. I'm sorry. I also teach at the Fisher College of Business, and I see it. People teach the same crap for 10 years. I think it's a waste of money, right? Hold them to a standard, and here's the standard. Here's what we're doing at Ohio State, at the team up north, at Iowa, and Nebraska. Everything we're doing, all uh, all the expenses for all these kids are safer here, right? This is why we're doing it. Then you let them go. Not every quarantine, not every home environment is the same. And we've lost three dudes. Three kids, Washington State, I believe Toledo and UAB all lost three student-athletes, football players, to gun violence in their hometown. Hey, send them back home. It's safer there. Nope, it's not. Not all quarantine is created equal. That's different. That's good. Not not all quarantine is created equal. And guess what? The people that are making these decisions, their quarantine doesn't look like the rest of the general population of the United States of America. (laughs) So they can sit back and say whatever they want to say, but it's not affecting them. They're still getting paid, and they're still going to be able to go to their house, right? Just like my quarantine doesn't look like somebody else's, right? But we got to take all those things into consideration when we make life-changing decisions that affect a lot of people. Boom, David Copperfield. Yeah. <laughs> that boy, that boy Slick, man, hit it right on the head. I mean, there's so many moving parts to this beast. Um, when it comes down to Christine coming in late and not really knowing the, the way of the land of Ohio State, you know, she's kind of put under the gun. So, I, I mean, I, I don't know exactly what you do in her position. I think a lot of times what, it, what really will help us all is this transparency. Who really did these votes? Who really, you know, put this out? Like, was it Iowa and, and, yeah. and, and, and we Minnesota? We know Iowa and Nebraska. Iowa and Nebraska, Nebraska, Nebraska. They were like, hey, let's 
let's let, we gotta play right really because we know exactly what our cities what our what, what this fund is going to do to our mm-hmm. community we need this to happen we can't have this global pandemic and then have college football stop we need some hope so it is something that we've never ever going to have to deal with uh again hopefully it's one of those things where it's very just mind-blowing of of, of time that we're living in far as the the, the black lives matter far as the the pandemic far as just the, the country and the world in hope we got to really hold on and, and kind of strap up man and, and kind of figure things out hope's greater than fear all the time yeah. right so let's let, let's let's get around let's be um, solution people man let's see a problem recognize that there's a problem and let's go create a solution you can accomplish anything in life so as long as you don't get uh, care who gets the credit that's truman yeah right no greater time than right now to be living out that philosophy i i want to add to i think a lot of this frustration builds from you know we had that five months to make some plans, and we've been saying it. <laughs> talk about it. Talk about it. Time, talk yeah. about it, bro. Not only did they, did they not do? come up, not only did they not come up with a plan for the fall, they still don't have a plan for the spring or the winter. So Preach it. it's one thing if or they were right to say, now today. It's one thing if they had said, you know what, we cannot play fall football, but that season's going to start on in January. We're going to have eight games. We're going to have a Big Ten championship in March or April. I think people would have been like, you know what, this sucks, but I've got something to, to look towards. Yep. I've got. I, it showed me that y'all. Put together the time, took to, took the time to put together a plan, but they're still sitting there like, oh well, we can't do it in the fall. Maybe we can do it in the spring. Maybe we can do it in the winter. Maybe, maybe well, who knows? It's like, well, you should know. You should have at least you could you could have put together. I guarantee you put the three of us in a room for a week. We could have brainstormed Listen something that, and then put let the experts <laughs> pick holes hours. in it. Yep. I mean, it, it, I don't think it's that hard to say. Hey, we only have so many options. There's so many variables here. So. It, even with the way that they made the decision, Schlegs, like we can we can talk about them delaying all they want. They want to cancel. Well, you need to be able to provide guidance on what the next step is when you cancel. Okay, I talked to four different coaches on that staff down the road. So, well, what can you guys do from here? Well, the NCAA or the Big Ten didn't say. We don't know. Hmm. They've had to go to a discretionary period. I believe that you know the rival team was on the practice field and just continued to practice on Tuesday because they were still working under the previous guidance from day before. Oh, just go light. You know, you're still good to practice. That this this is I think is the biggest problem that the Big Ten is facing with the lack of a clear clear purpose, clear message, clear plan going forward. How long do you need to stay in a voluntary workout period? When are you going to ramp up again? When are you going to put on pads if you play in January? Ryan Day has been working on his own you know, proposal to go with what Jeff Brom did. I don't think Jeff Brom's is workable in any way, shape, or form, but at least it's an idea. Right, for and sure. And it's more than what we've got from the Big Ten or the NCAA. And that's the, the thing is, is that, you know, to go to the winter, I believe that you got to go start in November, right? So could you utilize some of this time right now to have, like, your so-unquote spring ball? Spring practice, yeah. Right? And get, like, maybe just two weeks, right, with, like, four padded practices. But to get those reps, boom, you go to winter workouts. They get through this. They have Thanksgiving break, right? Anyways, hey, we're going to be our training camp. And then you say, we're going to start January 2nd. And, again, you can say, well... Again, the weather in the in the north. Well, you got the Detroit Lions, they making the playoffs. You got the Indianapolis Colts, probably not. And you got the Minnesota Vikings that play in the, the NFC North, probably not. So you got three domes right there yeah. that you could play all the games in, centrally located. You know what I'm saying? Uh, and, and, and scatter them because you have the NFL games playing in the, in the uh, playoffs on the weekend. So, hey, we're going to go play on Fridays or Thursdays. You can make it work. And don't invite awesome. Rutgers. You need to play in a dome? That's awesome. Huh? You need to play in a dome? No, I'm good. Just but I'm, I'm just talking. I'm just talking. Ta- 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 hey, hey, first off, here's <laughs> the deal. Here's Here the deal. I would, I would, but you've never been to Iowa in, in January. Okay, you know? that's true. That's Wisconsin's different Wisconsin. than Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> that's real that's talk, true. man. Iowa, it is flat, and the wind is howling. And, I mean, it might be, like, you know, that's two true. degrees outside, but it's, like, minus 30. Right? That's real talk, okay? But here's 
was Papa Schlegs weather out there. I'm good. I'm good with all that, man. You know, I'm from my. I was born in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, man. My mom. Anyways, you wearing sleeves? No, I would have. I would have worn any sleeves, but I was smart enough to wear like a thermal underneath it, cut the neck so you couldn't see. You know what I mean? But I'm definitely out there rocking with that. But you know, you're absolutely correct. The fact this just shows everybody right now: college, big time college football does not need the NCAA. Period. If you got the college football playoff, they're talking about how they can have a college football playoff champion. Right on their own, which I think they 100% should. Right, if the if if the Big 12 and the ACC and the SEC play, you should 100% say these are the college football playoff champions. Absolutely, because they're going to play. We don't need the NCAA to bless it. Right, <laughs> we don't need them. Right. So at the end of the day, it all needs to go to where we have. We really need our own commissioner over all the Power Fives or again to go to this beer conference and we talk. That's a different debate. Mm-hmm. But we need some type of consistency from the rules and regulation because where this really affects Ohio State is what you're seeing now on the recruiting trail and kids are opting out of their senior year to potentially come and get two seasons for the price of one. Right. Right. Or they or their their seasons are up. In, in limbo to where like we really don't know what's going to happen here I don't want to continue to practice potentially get hurt and not even play a season anyways mm-hmm. so I'm just going to opt out well then what does that do when all of a sudden you go in now I got all these recruits well these guys didn't leave because we didn't play in the, you know we don't have a spring and then they're just going to leave then what if they get another year right so now all of a sudden you have 105 guys on on your roster from scholarships yeah. what do you more. think what do you think the Big 12 and the SEC and the A's bro you can't go up there man you're going to be five deep up there <laughs> you know what I mean you're never going to play Right. Like, where are they going to go? So these kids are all going to transfer out to get playing time, yep. to get us back to equal. Like, that's what's going to happen. They're just going to be like, man, hey, listen, you're at Ohio State. Obviously, you're a cat, right? We're just going to go pick this cat off. You know what I mean? And they're just going to be all the good schools just going to be looking for the cats to transfer. Oh, our, our corner just left. How about you? You're a five-star. How about you come in? You can play right away. Mm. That's what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. I nominate Slick. Uh, to be ahead of all the, the, the operations and the whole uh, whiteboard, man. 2020, white forget Kanye. Let's put Slag up on there. Oh, let's, man. let's put him in the White House. Mac man. and cheese bites. Mac and cheese bites. You know, the I reason like this it. is all happening is I actually worked out like right before this, so yeah. my mind is like super clear. There you go. You know, I can't do it before the early show, what, so what, I just what get coffee. What type and drink of workout you get? Lower body, lower uh, Leg legs day. and back, legs and back. Powerful. I gotta start combining them. There you go. You deserve it, man. That's why he's going into the sub, not just mac and cheese bites, but. I also agree, Doug. We should definitely forget Kanye. That should be yeah, yeah, that's good know. advice for everybody. We're going to take a quick break. These guys are going to eat some more. Roosters will be right back on Letterman Live. Roosters is one of the unique companies that we deal with. They're involved in everything we do, from our personal foundation to also the Cancer Research Fund. And that's from the Buckeye Cruise from Cancer to all the events leading up to the Buckeye Cruise. They donate back to different organizations that are near and dear to their heart. And we're so fortunate to have been with Roosters now for a long, long time. All the folks at Roosters are just genuinely kind folks, and they want to make a difference. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. Thank you, Roosters Foundation. All right, welcome back to Letterman Live, brought to you by our good friends at Roosters. It's a fun, casual conversation, getting, you know, the juice going, as Schlegs would say. This is the afternoon juice uh, with Letterman Live. All right, so here's here's one of the big questions. Mike Bennett wants to know, what do seniors do? What's the eligibility situation? Well, we haven't got any guidance on that. What are you going to do about a spring season? Uh, There's just proposals. What would you guys like? Those are, I think, the two biggest in terms of, like, actual football, taking aside COVID, testing, everything else. You still have to know how to build rosters, and you have to know when you're going to practice. If you guys got to sit down with Ryan Day and, and brainstorm this plan for what he needs, what he wants, 
uh, or for you, Mike, as a you know more recent player and you know what the new rules are like, what do you need to be ready? I think first and foremost, you got to let those fifth year or fourth year seniors get another year. I mean, obviously, we just can't kick them all the way out of college and say, hey, well, you're good luck on the XFL <laughs> or go talk to the Rock or go to uh, you know the NFL. <laughs> it's one of those things where as Slag said it many times, you got to have a contingency plan. If these guys want to stay, maybe they don't want to stay. Yep. Maybe they want to go to graduate school. Maybe they want to be a GA. Maybe they want to you know, have some flexibility. Um, maybe they see that freshman that's coming in from Pickerton North is going to be able to take their spot. And they don't want to you know, have to deal with that type of situation. So you got to give people options. You haven't given them any options yet. Mm-hmm. Have to go take the you know the, the layers off your ego and kind of realize that it's family is involved, it's people's lives at stake, and they're trying to figure the things out. So when it comes down to high school seniors, um, that is the toughest toughest thing. It's not like it's something where you can redshirt. Yeah, and, nowhere and, else and, for them to play go. another year. Yeah. Um, so a lot of those guys are not getting the film that they want or getting the opportunity. Um, it got to be some camps. It got to be some combines. It got to be some opportunities to get some of them on the fence, on the bubble guys, uh, opportunity to play some college football. I got a ton um, that I work with from Upper Arlington or when it comes down to some other schools and things of that nature. And they are really, you know, lost for words. They got virtual school that just started today. They got one of those, you know, limbos if they're, if they're working out or if they're playing seasons. I know public schools are not playing. So these kids are kind of lost without hope. Um, it's very, very tough. It's very hard. I don't have no decision making in the process. Um, I, I feel for the people that do, but they got to come up with something better. So it, it might sound crazy. I feel like the best option for the players at this point now don't beat me up no, is to ahead. not have this season okay. chalk it up 2020 you don't have a big 10 football season if you play in the spring it's going to mess up guys who are trying to go to the nfl you take a big injury in february you're not you're not going to be ready that's going to kill your draft okay I, and on top of that i, I don't think it, it would do these seniors justice to be able to that's the because these are all job interviews i've said that before yeah. every game is a job interview and if you just rush together this stuff i think these seniors are going to have a hard time well they're not gonna have a hard time adjusting but it would be much better just to be like all right you get another year of eligibility go ahead and get a year towards put a year towards a master's in academics Mm -hmm. and then play this next year now that would require the big 10 and ohio state allowing more scholarship players on the roster the younger guys coming in maybe they have to take a red shirt maybe some transfer to another school whatever but the rules are gonna have to change to accommodate what's happening and i think when it comes to the players, the best be- the best option would be to chalk this up as a year off or as a year to get better because there are plenty of guys who probably have injuries that they're still nursing who can use this time to get healthy or aren't big enough get in the weight room with schlags and get bigger. There, this is a time that can be used for growth, but you start throwing stuff in odd times when the NFL hasn't changed their schedule. You're messing up a lot of people. Right. Well, that's why, that, you know... Uh, it's tough, man. It's because tough. like Schlegs doesn't like hearing that. No, Nobody no, like I hate no, no, saying no, it. No, I mean like um I would definitely play, but I would say the incoming freshmen that are that are trying to come in early, they can't play till twenty twenty one. So they wouldn't be able to get that spring because they can't even be on the board because I gotta give it to the guys that are already there. Mm-hmm. Right, to get the look. That's why I also think that you gotta play at the very beginning of January. You make it a six to eight game schedule, no breaks. Right, so now I'm at the end of February. So now I got two months. I've already prepared from the end of November. Now I'm 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 through February, right? Week off, and again, let's 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 be real about this. It's only one game. 
It's the Big Ten, it's the Big Ten champ versus the Pac-12 champ because we're the only ones that aren't playing, mm-hmm. right? And they meet up in the Rose Bowl on the second week of March. And then you say, hey, listen, we're going to push back the draft to the end of April. So now i got six weeks, but what are they going to lose out on? That group of players are going to potentially lose out on the Senior Bowl, which is where Terry McLaurin made his name, mm-hmm. Right. Or the East West Shrine game or all these other things. So they're going to have to be relying upon that tape, but that tape is better than no tape. That's right. True. So I think that's where you have to condense it. And either if it's a six week, you say, hey, man, we're going to be wrapped up by the end of February because they need time to get it, get healthy. But it also limits the practice time. Cause if I had six weeks of games, right, you got to think about, you know, I got two padded practice and a, and a regular practice and then the game, right? So, mm-hmm. so Tuesday's a padded practice. I guess I'll say three. So three and six. You have four practices total, right? So that's 24 practices. You got 24 practices that week for those weeks, right? And of those, probably one is contact. So that's six really true contact practices besides the thud. And we get, we get bumpy up front, but it's, it's, (laughs) it's limiting that because we also got to remember the nicks and the bruises have, have really been healed because kids didn't go through a, Spring ball. They didn't go through a mad drills. They had time to not get their body physically beaten down, which is actually probably a good thing because we sometimes overtrain these kids, mm-hmm. right? So all that time was spent recovering. Now they had the time to get back into the weight room. And so to say, hey, guess what? We're going to do a two week here in September, you know, spring ball. Then we're going to go through our program. Boom. Beginning or middle of November, all gas, no breaks, January 2nd, attack and dominate, right? But I mean, again, that's what you're looking at. But yeah. we shouldn't even be looking at that yeah. because they should be playing daggum college football right now. I'm gonna. I just want to put my chip down on this. Put it. Put it down, bro. You've said it a couple of times. I do not believe I told Mike this before the show started. The SEC, the Big Twelve, and the ACC are. They've taken the advantage. They've taken the delay. They've built in flexibility. I. I do not believe that they will play this fall. When the time comes to it, they have doctors, lawyers, and presidents in the SEC, too. I know that they badly want to play. They want it more. That's their claim, uh, that they're going to exhaust every effort. It's great. I I think in the end, you still have to remember that that could bankrupt universities if somebody dies of COVID on the field. And I understand that they're taking the risk, that maybe that they will actually go through with the waiver. I get it all. I wish that there was college football this year. I just don't believe when it comes to September 26th that those teams will actually be playing. So you do have to be looking at if the SEC wants it that badly that they want to play, that that you're going to have to look at January and February and March. It's going to be a lot easier for them to play with their weather. They're still going to have some of the same built-in advantages that they always do. I just, I, I but can't. we have no idea if they're coming up with contingency plans as we speak right. while holding on to. Okay, we're going to have because right. all of a sudden the saliva testing came out. Yep. So now they they don't have to backtrack. You're they're right. still going on with schedule until you absolutely 100 percent have to change the plan. You're right, and I, but the reason that I believe that that is eventually going to come, as I've said every week on the show, is that the contact tracing, if you have to go down for 14 days and you can't test out, that's not practical for a roster. Okay, they're going to test positive. That's going to happen. That's going to knock out your position unit, then your defense, whatever. Mm. But also, so North Carolina comes back. They have four or five uh, uh, clusters, outbreaks, as soon as they come back to campus. I get it that people are, are not, you know, those aren't the people that are going to die. They're not at risk. I understand all that. But that is going to be a factor. University presidents are going to have to start considering the university of lar- at large and stopping learning, perhaps, Oklahoma shuts down for a week. Their football program has nine positive tests when they come back on Saturday. Oklahoma State, uh, a sorority, has 21 cases. Alabama goes back and has bid day. If they want it more in the SEC than their first day back on campus, you probably shouldn't have a waiting, a waiting line down the street to get into the bar with no masks on. The numbers 
on campus, not just in football programs. Now that the bubble has popped, uh, especially you know down the road here, they're going to go up, mm-hmm. and university presidents are going to have to answer a different question about the rest of the student population. And I don't think that that's going to lead to a positive result for those other three leagues that right now are still trying to just get rolling. Well, I mean, I, yeah, I'd I, love I, to be wrong. I, 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 hope I, I, wrong. I, I, I know you hope you're wrong, and you bring up very valid points, but I'm not afraid of the, of, of the virus. I mean, we have 168,000 deaths here. We have over 5.3 million, right? Total, total positive cases, right? Um, to date, yeah, right. And and I, I forget what the math is, but you know the mortality rate on the virus is is low. Mm-hmm. And everybody's like, well, everybody's important. Okay, all right, I, I got a whole other ball of wax for that one, right? <laughs> but at the end of the day, it's also the only virus where we test po- we test people with no symptoms, right? We don't do that for the flu. Right. So, again, I'm just saying, like, just practical reasons. And I know everybody's coming back and all these things. Our kids were safer in the bubble of Ohio State, which they were doing. Yeah. yeah. Right. Than going back on campus and doing that. So, you know, the other thing, too, is that the the conditions, if a kid gets covid and passes from covid, it's just like if anybody else got or got the flu and got really sick and did it. If if he went on the field and he had an illness, a virus, a cold, this is they have myocarditic in colds. And in the H1N1 and in the swine flu, and I'm not comparing all of them together, but it is you could get a tick mark or a tooth infection and get myocarditis if you exert yourself to that level. And it's on a very small case. And that's why the study is flawed. So they gave these people the study on a flawed study because obviously medical now we can't we can't have medical people coming together <laughs> on the same conclusions of covid. Right. Because we see that in the ACC, the Big 12, the SEC and the Big 10, and the Pac-12. Very different. Mm-hmm. Right. So there's no common ground there. But yet we're going to make all these decisions as opposed to how are these kids going to go to school? How are they going to go play football? But guess what? Here's the number one deciding factor if they're going to play. It's called the NFL. (laughs) If the NFL goes off, they're going off. Right. And here's the deal. The reason the NFL can go off is because the owners don't make money. And then the players don't make money. So they have a vested interest in both of them playing. The problem is the, stu- the universities have a vested interest in what they get from the student athletes mm, for playing. But the student athletes do not in this kind of thing. And they're saying, I want to play. Right. And you don't pay me. We're not even talking about all those other things. Or, or, hey, man, we're not playing unless you pay us and do all these things. And Pac-12 said, boom, <laughs> pack up your suitcases, yeah, boys. We ain't playing. <laughs> right? <laughs> but that's the difference. The players have a vested interest to play in the NFL. They get paid. The owners make money when they play. So they all want to come together, create a solution so that they can go play. And we're not doing that at the college level because we got people that aren't football players. Kevin Warren, yes, he was some kind of dude in the the Vikings. He's a basketball guy. He never – did he coach? I don't care if you're in the front office of a football organization, but you never played this game and understand what you do anyways. Your son plays, and he's still good. But you're not throwing your weight around the SEC to make them not play. It's hypocritical. And you have no plan. Poor leadership. I'm not saying the guy needs to be fired, but what I am saying is you should say, you know, drop your sack and attack and say, you know what? I was wrong. We came to haste about making this decision. We had plenty of time. Mm-hmm. Right? So guess what? We're going to reevaluate it. We're going to bring the ADs and the presidents together, talk this out in one room, and let's figure out a solution. And if the solution is in the best interest of our student athletes, we do this, then make it transparent and then let's go from there. What? But that was the biggest one. We always told you guys, know your why. Mm-hmm. Didn't we always say that? Yeah. Why you don't drink alcohol? Why you don't smoke weed? Why you go to sleep? Why you hydrate your face off? Why we train? 
Well, you're making decisions that alter my life, meaning me, the student athlete. All our lives right here would have been changed because we weren't one of those top first round draft picks that had it, mm-hmm. right? So you're going to make a decision that could potentially change the direction and course of my life off of this kind of crap information and not give me a why and not tell me what the plan is moving forward so I can make a decision. That's ridiculous. And you hit the nail on the head, legs. I mean, the investment, I'm going to pull a program out of thin air and compare them. The investment at Rutgers a good one. Yeah, <laughs> or Ohio State is not the same. Right. So we had a vote in the Big Ten, and the 14 teams had – I think when people were talking about going independent or leaving the Big Ten, I understand why they view that – why they want it. It's not a practical outcome or solution, but Ohio State is different, okay? Absolutely. If Rutgers can't or won't or, or shouldn't play whatever one of those three words you want to use, then find a solution that doesn't include them. Mm-hmm. Well I, said. I, what, what we're going to kind of find out here is like a lot of these universities are really just college football programs and they, they do, uh, you know, some schooling on for a side hustle. So when it comes <laughs> down to the money that's that's coming in and, and, and how the city is kind of break, like it's, it's here, it's through college football. So the fact of the matter is, is, is the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, when they were outspoken, when they kind of band together and they said, hey, I want a little bit of unity, I want a little bit of voice, they shut them two programs down super quick. Like, we got to understand there's energy and, and different powers and different things that are going on behind the scenes that we have no control over. But the voices that they with the player and what Fields is doing is amazing, but what is it really going to do? You know, it, it'd be nice to resurface the conversation, to have some more great things happen with COVID in the next couple of weeks so we can kind of get the idea going again and, and maybe, hopefully, maybe push it back to October or November, whatever Slay kind of presented. Yeah. But we're just dealing with you know some 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 huge programs with huge influences and then a couple of the bottom feeders that's just going to throw their hand their their their, their, their ticket in the, in, the, in the box and just kind of get the same credit yeah. it's hard but you know what you're going to do as a as a president you got to kind of listen to everybody's voice treat them all equal which they're not but at the end of the day we're going to deal with it and we're not going to have football so it sucks. i'd like to build on that just a little bit because the big 10 is a incredible academic conference and i would say that the big 10 commissioner and i would say that the president of the universities really take that you know take that seriously yeah. and, and we see even the president of ohio state has been people who are focused on trying to build this academic prestige of ohio state mm-hmm. and it always feels like at some point they they just have to prove that football doesn't drive the big 10 i don't understand why it can't be the big 10 is a football conference and the big 10 is an academic conference because it, it the academics are there. The academics are supplied by the football. Right. It's it just at Ohio State. People, a lot of people come to Ohio State because the academics are great and because of the football atmosphere. A lot of people go to. Maybe that should be a poll. Why did you come to Ohio State? You know, and <laughs> oh part yeah. part of that part of that too is looking at how siloed universities can be, right? It's math departments versus engineering departments versus call it business uh, business school departments. It's all these different silos all trying to go get theirs, yeah. right, to make their department the best, right, which is why academia is so hard. You know what I'm saying? And I'm not going to say that football is, is paying a lot of these programs. Rutgers, Maryland, I mean, the university has to flip some of that bill because – the football program doesn't generate yeah. enough revenue. Right. I, I believe there's only 10 or so handful of schools in our country that actually operate in the black from a from a operating standpoint in the athletic department. Ohio State being one of them, though they came out with something in the red, it's just we just spend our money as fast as we make it because we're trying to be the best. That being said, like a lot of the universities have to flip a little bit of the bill. And I totally agree with you. There, why, why can't we be elite at all things? That's a huge question. And you know what? Hey, we want to be the, the, the flag bearer in this conference. Well, dadgummit, 
Gene, Christina Johnson, chairman of the board, let's get in a room. Let's throw our weight around a little bit Mm -hmm. and say, you know what? I understand there are things involved to where this particular state can't play football. I get it. The state of Ohio can. So we should. And guess what? Iowa can and Nebraska can. Right. And so and Wisconsin says they can. So let's get us so we can go play. Mm-hmm. Right? And we'll go do that. And we'll find other schools to go play. As long as they adhere to a protocols, just like the Big 12 said, yep. we can play them. And so let's go play. And then that way we can be in the discussion for the college football playoff championship. But again, it's not saying we're not going to have TV rights and stuff. Hey, Rutgers, you're part of the deal. We get it. I didn't invite you. You're, they invited you because they have eyeballs in that particular market. Just like why we wanted Maryland, because we can get D.C. eyeballs. It was 100% a money grab. You're not equal on the field, especially in the in football sense. But again, you could have 26 million out of the 50 or 25 million out of the 50. Cool. We're going to divvy up the other 25 million to the schools that were able to do it. Yeah. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Right? That's how it should be. But again, we, we, it's, a, it's a participation society in which we live in. If we all can't participate, then we can't participate, right? Ohio State, Bump that. Ohio State could, could cut a deal with the Big Ten that says, hey, let us play in the SEC for a year, and we'll cut you 10%, 20% of the TV check. Uh, there are ways around this. Go to the ACC this. and say, we'll go play with Notre Dame on the side so they don't have to play Clemson. It'll just be winner of Notre Dame, Ohio State, plays Clemson, <laughs> right? <laughs> Let's Spit go and brainstorm. Let's go. So, so this should have been done. This should have been people smarter than us sitting in a room in brainstorming. March. In March, yes. though, that's the problem. In March, mm-hmm. you should have been going through these things every day as things change, right? And saying, what has changed today? This is it. Does this change our plan? Yes or no? Boom. All right. It has it. Here's the plan. Here's the plan. What's the backup plan? Contingency plan. If they shut it down at this date, what do we do? If they shut it down at this date, what do we do for recruiting purposes? And when are we going to open those up? All right. That day is gone and passed. Wipe that off. Yay, team. Right? Go Bucks, And we'll go on to the next thing. But that's how you do it. Mm-hmm. Right? But again... Who's making them have to do this? That's why I went back to the wishing one hand and crapping the other. I think everybody just thought this would go away after the first wave. Mm-hmm. They're like, it's going to be gone. It's going to evaporate somehow in the heat. You know what I mean? But then it's like oh, somehow it's going to evaporate in January 1 of 2021. Yeah. It's not going to happen. Right. right? So let's plan accordingly and get people to sit down. And speak one language. We always talked about that at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That's what makes Ohio State so beautiful. Four to six seconds, point A to point B of competitive excellence. If you don't know that, GTFO, right? Do if you job. want to have your own quote, right? Guess what? You can have it when you're a head duck. If you're in that mm-hmm. building, it's Urban Meyer or Mickey Marais or Ryan Days right now. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's what it is. Everybody speaks one language. Yep. Consistency. And right now, it's I mean fight. a mac and cheese bite. Yeah, it's fight. It's mac and cheese bites. We're a solution show here. Let them in live. Brought to you by Roosters. Let We're going to give these guys a little chance to refuel. Come back next Monday. We'll have more solutions for you. Who knows what will happen next? Uh, but we're still going to keep talking about college football. Uh, maybe we'll have to expand to some other things. But uh, NFL starting. <laughs> yeah. uh, everything's on track. NFL show. We'll have other things coming your way. I promise at Letterman Row. Uh, Michael Bennett, Anthony Schlegel, Doug Worthington. Appreciate the guys hanging out. Again, I'm Austin Ward. We will see you next week at Roosters.